Welcome to The Global Journalist. This is a program for journalists, by journalists, and about journalists. I'm Isabella Paxton, reporting in my apartment from self-quarantine. When COVID-19 shut down the Missouri School of Journalism, I unexpectedly found myself dealing with some of the challenges that our sources speak about. In this three-part series, we will hear from reporters about their experiences during viral outbreak reporting. In this episode, we focus on a New York Times reporter who was one of the first to cover the 2016 Zika virus epidemic. Donald G. McNeil Jr. was alone in the New York Times newsroom a week after Christmas 2015. A health reporter, McNeil was looking for a good story when he first spotted a CNN clip about Brazil asking citizens to stop having children. Shocked, McNeil started asking why. I'd never heard of any public official ever asking women to stop having children. I mean, that's just unheard of. The reason for the extreme request he discovered, the Zika virus. The Zika virus is a mosquito-borne ailment that, in some pregnant women, leads to microcephaly in their babies. This causes children to have significantly smaller heads and brain development issues. Stumbling across what was, at first glance, a small story led to years of reporting. McNeil covered the 2015 and 2016 virus outbreak and later wrote the book, Zika, the Emerging Epidemic. Now he's reporting on COVID-19. I think I wrote a hundred and something stories that year, and the vast majority of them were about Zika. Um, Just like this year, practically every story I write is going to be about coronavirus. As with today's reporting on COVID-19, the intense, deadline-driven coverage of the Zika virus in 2016 caused facts to fall through the cracks and misinformation to spread at a high rate of speed through digital media platforms around the world. McNeil was concerned that the public wasn't well enough informed. The United States government doesn't, doesn't normally issue warnings, warnings that will tank other countries' economies without giving them some heads up. But meanwhile, you know, pregnant women were getting on planes to the Caribbean, and I just thought was, this was incredibly irresponsible. Sound familiar? Despite all of the warnings about COVID-19, some citizens believe they can continue daily routines or vacation plans that could spread contagion. A health official who worked for the CDC, Linnell Phillips, believes that the problem stems from poor communication. That's a mixed message, and it undermines the authority of the health department And it compromises their ability to have a successful response to an outbreak. The Zika virus posed special problems, Phillips says. One of the issues with Zika virus is a completely different thing in that it was a vector-borne disease. It was caused by mosquitoes carrying a virus. And and, and it was particularly affected a different vulnerable population that is pregnant women and their fetuses. Even though Zika affected a relatively small sector of the population, the dangers to pregnant women and their unborn children created worldwide panic. Journalists began rushing to publish articles, and in Philip's opinion, some of them sensationalized events in order to gain more views. It just raises anxiety of the public, and, you know, I mean, you, you always worry about causing panic. And then uh, the flip side is that if you don't emphasize it enough, then people will go up about their daily business and and disregard the the looming threats. Phillips believes that there is a line between chaos and ignorance. She said reporters have to be very careful with the words they choose and the stories they run. McNeil made sure to carefully walk that line, but he also says health officials owe it to the public to sound the alarm when there's danger. Our first episode discussed the Chinese government's unwillingness to take the first reports of COVID-19 seriously. 
In 2016, when he was learning about the Zika epidemic, McNeil ran into similar problems with the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. I called the CDC and said, you know, what's going on here? You know, are you this this virus is supposedly spreading. I see other reports that the, that the disease is turning up all over Caribbean islands and things like that. People are going on vacations, including pregnant women are going on family vacations to um, to the Caribbean. Are you planning to do anything? McNeil believed that informing the public had to become the government's top priority to keep rumors from spreading and people safe. McNeil made a plea to the CDC, saying, You guys have to put out guidance because pregnant women are calling me for advice and I am not a doctor, I'm a journalist. You know, you guys have to put out guidance. McNeil spent two weeks making phone calls to cruise industries asking if they planned to change their position on a travel alert, but often the answer was no. They said, no, no, no. We take advice from the CDC and they don't put any special travel alerts. McNeil learned how to report succinctly and accurately through his years at the New York Times. He applies the techniques of neutrality to reporting on both the Zika virus and COVID-19. Although the two are similar in some ways, COVID-19 has its own challenges because of the magnitude of its impact and the speed of its spread. We had never heard of it until December 30th, and now it's only March, and now it's circling the world, and it's here in New York, and you know, basically the country's in panic. Life is going to be disrupted in a major, major, major way right where people live. Because of his reporting on Zika, McNeil knows how to report on an outbreak without causing panic. One method, slow down. I spend a lot of my time thinking about whether I'm projecting the right level of alarm because people pay a lot of attention to the New York Times. Remember Linnell Phillips, the Mizzou health official who worries about reporters over sensationalizing pandemic news? She thinks public officials have to live up to their part of the bargain, too. In her opinion, unnecessary panic can be avoided when public health professionals openly communicate with journalists. Then journalists can do their job. Public health folks need to um, be willing to put ourselves out there and, and have a clear message and a consistent message because, you know, journalists can be our partners in this situation to get reliable information out. McNeil understands that he must be mindful of the impact of his reporting. The stakes are higher this time. Reporting on outbreaks requires journalists to find a way to report information without causing a panic. By looking at how journalists have covered past epidemics, we're hoping that they, as well as their audiences, can learn some helpful lessons about how to get through COVID-19. In partnership with KBIA, I'm Isabella Paxton with Jacob Faber, Tom Cavanaugh, Caitlin King, and Margot Wagner. That's it for this edition of Global Journalists. Next time, we talk with photojournalist Michael G. Siemens about his coverage on Ebola. Have any stories for us? Send an email at globaljournalists at missouri.edu.